0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
1: Yes, we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming to you live tonight with much gratitude to David Nielsen and his friends at Talk Shoe. Welcome, everyone listening today, tomorrow, and into the future. You have tuned in to National Seizure Disorders Foundation's weekly recorded podcast, Power Radio. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we invite you to join us right here on TalkShoe as we bring order to seizure disorders by discussing a variety of topics related to living with seizure disorders in a mature matter. We're not medical professionals, we're just a compassionate crowd of experienced seizure survivors and caregivers. From time to time, we may have guests, so I encourage you to keep your eye on Google+ Plus and keep your eye on Facebook, and watch for the invitation events. I want you to know that Power Hour, uh, Power Radio rather, is not an hour of fear or blame or drama. This is an hour of awareness, support, and rising above our diagnosis. So when you're ready for support and enlightenment while living with seizures or while caring for someone living with seizures, I want you to know that Power Radio is just one of many resources offered by National Seizure Disorders Foundation to guide you in the direction of positive seizure management and a life filled with peace and joy. It is possible to experience seizures or care for someone experience seizures and still have peace and joy in your life. I want you to discover more about National Seizure Disorders Foundation and our resources at our website, nsdf.us. Again, that website is nsdf.us. I want you to go ahead and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash NSDF37029 and our Google Plus page at Plus National Seizure Disorders Foundation Burns should get you right there. Anywhere you see the National Seizure Disorders Foundation name, go ahead and leave a comment. Let us know how we are affecting your life, and let us know if there's anything different that you need in order to live a higher quality of life. And so, hey, you're invited to call in tonight and contribute to the conversation. Tonight and every Wednesday night, just go ahead and dial in 724-444-7444 go ahead and use our show ID, 135359, and remember to use that hashtag at the end to get you in. When you find value in our shows, I'm sure you will, go ahead and please choose to follow show number 135 and 359. What'll that get you? That'll get you free reminders. It'll get you free updates. It'll get you the security that you won't miss future shows. And uh, if you hear of a show that you're interested in that we've done in the past, go ahead and check out the archives while you're there. I'm sure you'll find something that pertains to your situation in this moment. While I have your attention tonight, I want you to uh, let me introduce our newest product made available free to everyone listening today, tomorrow, and into the future, we proudly present the NSDF Compassion Report. If you ever want to know how we do what we do, why we do what we do, go ahead to National Seizure Disorders Foundation org. That's one word National Seizure Disorders Foundation.org nsdf-compassion-report. That website will take you directly to the Compassion Report. Go ahead and put in your best email so you can easily download the, the Compassion Report. A link for the Compassion Report will be found later on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. So keep your eyes open and visit often. Show you compassion and go ahead and share the link with your friends, as well as sharing tonight's show with your friends. Where can you find the show later on? Where can you point to to show your friends what a spectacular show this is? Go ahead and visit our website, nsdf.us. And as you scroll down on the right-hand side, you'll see... A talk shoe button it's a talk shoe radio that will tell you that that is the power radio. Go ahead and press play and listen away and now, um speaking of compassion
0: hello i want
1: to I want to introduce you to our sponsors for tonight t g Bears, or Monica Collins uses her compassion to build a one of a kind teddy bear. For people in need of compassion, do you know someone, perhaps a child, that can benefit from the long-lasting love of a teddy bear during their journey with epilepsy? If so, contact Monica at TG Bears today, and tell her Tanya at NSDF sent you. That link for TG Bears is www.tg bears with an S on it. Our other sponsor shares his compassion by sharing published work with our readers through National Seizure Disorders Foundation. Dr. Lamar Morgan, professor of neurology. You can see his work through our website at nsdf.us. Dr. Lamar Morgan is part of our um, series called The Doctor's Notes. Go ahead and look it up and enjoy. I also want to uh, mention, before we get started, a new process that we have here at Power Radio. In order to provide a comfortable listening experience, all callers will be muted until toward the end of the show when we'll open the lines for an open forum question and answer. I also want to send out a heaping helping of gratitude to our newest corporate members, Compass Healthcare, Kovac Likely, and Seizure Clusters Connect. You'll be hearing and reading more about our partnership with them in the coming days. And if you'd like to find out more about them, you'll see their links posted on our Facebook page and our Google Plus page. So now let's get on with the topic for tonight. Practicing compassion and living with seizure disorders. Now, this is something that, uh, you know, compassion is something that in the beginning, while we're in a mode of uh, unacceptance, you know, when we're first diagnosed, compassion is very, very difficult. But when we begin to understand it and begin to practice it, begin to allow it in our lives, Compassion can become our best friend. And so, what is compassion? Compassion is the act or emotion of wanting more for someone else than you want for yourself. Compassion is not pity, compassion is simply um, wanting a life of health and freedom for your family members, for your friends, whether they're affected by epilepsy or not. You know, compassion is wanting a life of freedom and ease for the common street person that you may pass by on your way into town. Compassion is wanting a life of ease and love the children that you may see um, that you may be that you may know of across the nation that endure hardship every day. that same compassion you can practice for yourself, for others in the epilepsy community, for others in your family and in your support group. If you have trouble developing your compassion, i want you to reach out to national seizure disorders foundation help us to help you develop that compassion because compassion like so many other things in our daily life it needs to be strengthened it is a muscle and now how can we practice compassion we can practice compassion by being aware Be aware of others. Be aware that um, the people around you, even the most grumpiest of people, they're human. They go through the same emotions you go through. And they're all susceptible to um, chronic diseases such as seizure disorder. They're all susceptible to it. Once you become aware, then you can begin to share your compassion. You can begin to do just the smallest of things. Maybe in the beginning, you don't even want to make um, contact of any sort. Maybe you can just send them a friendly thought or pray for them in your daily prayer. You don't even have to have a name. Just picture them. Send them love. Send them compassion. And watch your world open. Watch their world open because compassion is like adding fuel to a fire. When you add compassion to your life and to other lives, you'll see that they begin to burn brightly and miracles do happen. So how do you measure the compassion currently in your life right now? Well, Look at your daily thoughts. Look at your daily actions. Do you have actions that cause you to isolate yourself, that cause you to not get out of bed in the morning, that cause you to stay glued to the television, or that that even cause you to go without showers for days on end, go without bathing for days on end? You know, those actions are demonstrating that you have a low compassion level. And as with every emotion, as with everything in life, it all begins with the inside of you. In order to raise your compassion level, you have to find the possibility, even if you have to fake it, you have to find the possibility that just maybe you are worthy of compassion. Just maybe you are worthy of caring for yourself.
0: And as you practice that
1: and it becomes stronger and you become the embodiment of compassion, others around you will see the change in you. They will see the compassion in you. And as you go from um, honoring yourself with compassion to showing others compassion, then the others around you, whether they're in your um, closest circle of friends or just in the people that you pass on the street, others around you will see the compassion in you. They will see those changes. They'll be attracted to those changes. And in turn, They'll show compassion back to you. And even more special, if they lack in compassion, they can learn from your experiences. So stay open to the possibility that perhaps you can help one person become more. You can help one person strengthen their compassion so that they can go on and spread compassion long, you never know, before long you might start a compassion movement in your own location all because you chose to show compassion to yourself, you chose that the right thing for you to do is strengthen your compassion muscle from the inside out,
0: pardon me while I take a drink.
1: I uh, happen to be drinking some Earl Grey tea tonight. It's a great mood lifter for those of you that uh, that are considering something late at night. And now on with compassion. As I said earlier, compassion is different from pity. Um, you know, it's often said. I've often heard that uh, people that live with epilepsy, people that live with seizure disorders, they don't want pity. And that's understandable. You know, I didn't want pity either when I was first coming to learn about my own seizure disorder. Uh, In fact, I, I I think many people, most people, wouldn't want pity. But what you need to understand, when a stranger reaches out to you that it may not be pity. It might be compassion. They might be practicing their compassion. A lot of that responsibility on how um, it's received, that responsibility lay with you. You have to be keenly aware of how you receive others' words. So before you react, When someone reaches out, before you react, take a moment, and it just does take a moment. Take a moment and consider your reaction. Will your reaction feel good to you, and will it lift someone else? I'm not talking about making everyone happy and being fake. I'm talking about showing compassion. Because when we think about our words and think about our actions before taking actions, before reacting, we're being compassionate to ourselves and we're practicing compassion with others. So please do. Please do use that advice even with um, bill collectors that you may get on the phone. You know, um, There's an old excuse with uh, bill collectors that call that, you know, they're just doing their job. Well, it's more than an excuse for many of them um, because their jobs are a necessity because they may have families to consider. For many of them, they're under so much pressure that uh, they don't know any better than to be incompassionate. So what you can do is, when you talk to that bill collector, that uh, person that is not so pleasant, whether they're a bill collector or not, you can, again, stop and consider your reaction. Do you want to react in a way with an emotion that lifts people up and feeds your own compassion? Or do you want to... React in a way that mirrors that person and in turn um, makes you kind of miserable too. You know, I've been there, so I know. And in saying that, speaking of um, handling people over the phone, I want to share with you a recent personal experience that I had with, of all people, an IRS. Representative um they had called me, wanting to know where uh when I would be paying on some money that was owed, and you know i'm I'm not a very private person, so I will admit, yes, there is some money that is owed that has nothing to do with the National seizure Disorders Foundation. It is a private debt of mine from many, many years ago. And the uh, the representative was quite pushy. He was quite pushy, very, very short, and not apologetic at all. And now I had a moment where I could snap back at him, tell him he's not getting his money, and, and all of these other uh, reactive words. But instead, I took a moment, I stopped, and I thought, This person is a human being. He has a lot of problems, just like I do. Maybe they're not the same problems, but they're life problems. So in order to benefit both of us, the right thing for me to do is to come from an area of compassion. So what's the most compassionate words I can use with him today? I went ahead and I used compassionate words with him. I told him that all would be under control. I told him to let his supervisors know that the call went in the direction that it should have gone in and that it was a spectacular call. And I also, before we hung up the call, I also let him know that for the better, he changed a life today. And, you know, I know that that changed his mood for the rest of the day. At least that's what I believe. Because anybody hearing those words would have immediately changed their mindset. Think about it. If someone were to call you and you were in a grumpy mood and they were to tell you that because of a short conversation that you had with them, you were able to positively affect a life, that you are able to positively change a life for the better. Wouldn't that make you feel good? And you know, that's what life's about. It's all about feeling good. That's the best gift we can give to one another, is a gift of feeling good every moment of every day. The best gift we can give to ourselves is the choice to feel good every moment of every day. There is a balance in there. And, you know, uh, many people told me during my lifetime that that balance means that there has to be a negative to balance out the positive. Well, that's just not true in the area of compassion. You can have a whole lot of compassion, Uh, be receiving a whole lot of compassion and you can be giving a whole lot of compassion and that's where the balance comes in is in the giving and in the receiving so I want you to take those words and think about them I also want you to be aware later this year we will be sharing compassion with you again as at the end of November of all months Um, at the end of November is National Compassion Week. So uh, mark that on your calendars. You know, I don't have the date in front of me right now, but mark that on your calendars that at the end of November is National Compassion Week. We're going to be sharing all sorts of goodies with you to help you strengthen your compassion muscle and to help us strengthen ours. Because here at National Seizure Disorders Foundation, we lead with compassion so that others may live a higher quality of daily life. Now, with that being said, I see we are at uh, the bottom of the hour. We've got about 30 minutes left in the show. So I'm going to go ahead and open the lines for the callers and for those in the chat room. Susan, do we have anyone waiting? Hello. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. Who do we have?
2: State your first name. This is Cindy.
1: Oh, Cindy.
2: Yes, Cindy. Yes, I had to wait a few weeks because I had another surgery. I had the right temporal cranial plastic. They took all my hardware out, so I was kind of out of it for a few weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: surgery went well. I'm happy to say I am now officially eight months seizure free. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, the battle now, of course, is the DMV. Um, uh-huh. I think that that's an issue that needs to be addressed because, you know, once you get on that medical advisory board, their understanding, they almost, almost, I had to fight them. And it was some with compassion, as you were saying, they were going to penalize me because I was, in a monitoring unit off my medication and they put me down as non-compliant because I went off my medication under supervision. Yes. And I said, but nothing happened. I didn't perform for them. So they said, but you were off your medicine. I said, with a doctor. Uh I just decided one day not to take my medicine. Mm -hmm. They didn't want me to take it. And it's just, you know, it's kind of, I have told them, I said, you know, it seems like Drunk drivers can keep their license easier than the people with with seizures. And I actually said to them, you wonder why people lie to their doctors.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, I don't want to go out and drive my car and have a seizure. But like I told them, I can promise you, I asked the lady, I said, can you guarantee me when you get in your car that you will not have one? She said, well, no, but I don't have seizures. I said, well, up until 10 years ago, neither did I. I woke up one morning. yeah, Yeah. And I said, but anybody, if you have a brain, at any time can have one. But I can promise you, if I've got my feelings going on, my aura appears, I know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it seems as though they're very uneducated on what epilepsy is. They kind of categorize it. Mm -hmm. And it's that, to me, is been one of the things that I've noticed. is You know, people will say, oh, you poor thing. You know, they always want to shove things in my mouth and all that other stuff. I'm like, no, please don't. You know, and it's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, and I try to look at this way as out of all the neurological conditions, I will take this one any day of the week. Oh, yes. Any day of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be frustrating at times, but for the most part, if you pay attention, you can learn. Yeah. And I've tried to educate other people on it. I'm, you know, I've paid attention to, you know, Dr. Davinsky up at NYU and the leaps and bounds he's trying to make and, you know, just some of the things that have happened lately. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible. But it's something that I don't want anybody to fear it. Yeah. It's not something that people need to fear. Yes. You know, is it frightening? You bet. I'll be the first to admit. Mm-hmm. I've seen people have seizures, I, and it is frightening.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's that old saying I have, just lay me on my side and you'll let it ride. There's nothing that can be done. There's no magic machine. There's no magic Anything. If uh-huh. I'm breathing, I'm okay.
1: <laughs>
2: and that's what I tell him. If I'm breathing, yeah. I'm okay. Leave me alone. Yeah. Get things yeah. out of the way. It will be all right, and eventually I'll wake up. <laughs> but uh-huh. if I'm breathing, I'm okay. So. Now,
1: what do you think? What do you think we can do to, for the unaffected public to um, to ease the fear that they have?
2: I think the public needs to understand. Everybody knows what the grands are. Uh Everybody. I mean, Hollywood has made that clear. We all know what big seizures are. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It's those simple ones, the complex partials. Yes. You know, years ago, I think they used to call them petite malls. Uh Uh-huh. But as we all know that are in this world, that with the advancement of the EEG, they've been able to break them down even more. Uh huh. But you don't even have people using, there are some people that don't even, and when I'm speaking rescue squad, when you say tonic-clonic, they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, they just go back to the old term of the grand mal. But I really uh-huh. feel we really need to get out what those partials are, because those people really have a hard time the things that they have been faced with. You know, yeah. they've been accused of being drug addicts. You know, they're on something, and because they're fogging out. Yeah. You know, or they'll take off running and screaming, whatever the case may be. Uh huh. But uh-huh. people don't believe that they're seizures.
1: Yeah. So they don't. So, what do you think uh, what level do you think that we need to begin um, awareness or education do you, do you think we need to bring it to the uh, medical emergency people and, and hold training classes that sort of thing across America?
2: Or most definitely
1: bring it okay, or do you think yes. we need to bring it to like an elementary school level and start start there and start teaching the kids? yeah, are going to grow up and become.
2: Some of the first lines of defense with simples and partials are in your school systems.
0: Mm -hmm. But
2: if these in the schools, to help the Uh doctors understand, because let's face it, those teachers have the kids a lot more than the parents do during, you know, those nine months of school. Uh And if these kids all of a sudden are sitting and they're fogging out, yeah, we used to call them petite malls. Uh-huh. And then, you know, but then people said, oh, that's not really a seizure. We're going to call them, you know, whether it be... AD, what I'm not trying to confuse the two, but I'm also one, if we feel that there's something going on with the brain, let's get it to where the EEGs are affordable. Let's see what the brain's doing before we start labeling them something else.
1: And not because, only affordable, but effective. Right. You know, this there are EEGs that... There are EEGs that don't even record some epileptic activity because it's so deep in the brain.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mine technically are what they call simple. Mine are in the auto systems. Uh-huh. So mine just, you know, in the auto system something just starts shorting out, and then it slowly, if it happens, will take over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we can educate our rescue squads are, you know, the emergency room physicians, they're pretty well, well up on it. Mm-hmm. But the rescue squad's law enforcement, because nine times out of ten, those people get called when someone's acting, you know, Iraq Yeah, yeah. And they now don't before, believe it.
1: Now, before we move on to our next caller, because I know there's someone waiting, um, would you be interested when National Seizure Disorders Foundation forms an education committee. Would you be interested in uh, volunteering for
2: that? I would most definitely. I, I okay. did an epilepsy awareness here in my own little county. I got uh-huh. some response, and there were some that were like, wow, we had no idea. And it was really nice to speak to other people like, wow, I feel that way too. Yeah, yeah.
1: So now, I you...
2: would most definitely, because I'm one that, oh, it's it's out there. It's yeah. real,
1: now, do you, and people you need the
2: education. Thing.
1: Are you connected with us through Facebook or through Google Plus?
2: I really don't do the Internet thing. I haven't advanced into that stuff yet. Um, okay. But I have, right. I, I'm have. I i slowly, with the help of other people, I'm sure they're on the line, that have, we've been getting more and more involved.
0: Okay. Uh, I would well, most
2: definitely... Love. What
1: would be what would be the best way to get in touch with you?
2: Um, well, I do have. A, I guess I can go ahead and do that, joining the Facebook. But I always just say, call me. I love the phone. I like. To, I tell people this, and they all laugh. I like to hear voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not that's a safe beautiful. thing to say either. <laughs> but, that's
1: beautiful. Well, listen. Know, why don't why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Will you be around in about two hours? Yes. Okay. Why don't you call me on my phone number? Okay. Do you have a PIN? Yes, I do. Okay. My phone number is Mm 615-326-0449.
2: 0449 in two hours.
1: Yes, go ahead and call I me then. I will
2: definitely do that.
1: Yeah, go ahead and call me then, and we'll discuss it further, okay?
2: All right, that sounds great. Thank you definitely. so much for all that thank you're you doing. Thank you for being I here. Wonderful.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh. No, no problem. Next.
2: We'll talk to you later, and God bless you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Next caller. Uh-huh.
3: All right, bye-bye. Next caller. Yeah, this is Clinton from East Virginia. I you
1: to yeah, Clinton, how are you doing?
3: All right, How you doing? I was just listening to Cindy. I was trying to, uh, I don't know if she was getting off or if she still on the line or not. I'm uh-huh. here, Clinton. Okay, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, bud. I'm just listening. You're a very educated person on this, and I think you should be educating, like you say, awareness for everybody. It's to me, I mean, in my opinion, I've had, you know, this epilepsy for about 12 years now. And you're very educated on, it. you know, and you taught me a lot so far, I mean from you know well thank be you. Knowing you now, Clinton,
1: let me ask
0: you, have yeah. you ever
1: been in a situation where um an unaffected person doesn't understand your epilepsy and you oh, have yeah. to practice and you have to practice compassion to get them to understand?
3: Um, I've actually been in a situation where on, say, on the job, mm-hmm. and if, I'm not really understanding that question, the compassion part, but where other people don't really understand as far as if you're on the job and you say you have an episode on the job. Uh-huh. I have a few people that are coworkers and, uh, but mainly coworkers that understand epilepsy and some of them have relatives or friends or you know, uh-huh. other people that, that, you know, aware of the epilepsy whole you know, the whole thing. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of them that I work with that doesn't understand it and still trying to understand it all, you know. Yeah. And with yeah. the help of all of us we're trying to educate them on what to do. And I actually had a, a conversation with one of my coworkers the other day and one of the reasons that we um don't work very closely is because she don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. In other words, she's she's scared that something's gonna happen between mm-hmm. mm-hmm. me and her. Would you like topic.
1: to Would you like to be able to reach out with compassion and help her understand? Um,
3: I'm not sure how to do that.
1: Okay, would you like to learn how? Yes. Okay. First, what you will need to do is understand that she doesn't know. She's in fear. You know, fear, she's got a lot okay. of fear going on because she doesn't understand. So you would need to, uh, the compassion comes in when you uh, tell her that you recognize that she doesn't understand what to do and that she might be feeling fear. And you want for her. To not feel any fear. And you want for her to be prepared should you ever have a seizure event. And then ask her, and then ask her, are you ready to discover, are you ready to learn what to do should I have a seizure? And if she says yes, then go ahead and describe to her what your seizures are and what you want done. And that is how you Practice compassion while living okay. with
3: teachers. Okay, with that being said, now what if she says or uh, you know, she'd be stubborn or saying no, I don't want to know. <laughs>
1: okay, if she says no, then you tell her that anytime she is ready to change okay. her mind that you'll be there. Okay. You know, either either way you're practicing compassion and you're giving her that choice to say either yes or no. And you're not getting offended. You're watching how you react. You're not getting offended. You're staying open to helping her.
3: Okay, staying open. hmm Okay, thank you. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. And that is how... Very informational. Yeah, that's how, ladies and gentlemen, listening today, tomorrow, and into the future, that is how we practice compassion while living with seizure disorders. We always think about the other person because many times... They're living in fear or they're living in denial. And the thing that we can do is reach out to them. Let them know that we want for them, we want education for them, we want knowledge for them, we want them to live in peace and not fear when it comes to our seizures. And then ask them if they would like to learn more about our seizures if they say yes, then go ahead and tell them specifically about your seizures. Don't leave it clinical. Make it personal. This is what happens when I have a seizure, and this is what I want you to do for me. And if they say no, say, oh, well, that's all right. I understand completely. But if you ever want to know, here I am. Either okay. way it's practicing compassion. Okay.
2: Okay, so uh, so Susan, do we have anyone else on the line? Can I say something to Clinton real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Clinton, one thing you need to understand and, and say to them, you have to un- explain to them, you understand that it's scary. Yes. Give them right. the understanding that you know that it's scary. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. it can be, that there's, you know, it's a frightening thing but if they remain calm it's not it may seem like a long time but it will be okay yes that you're going to be okay but it's just okay. a phase you know yeah, but, i was
3: told i was told by another coworker and they said that she was really really scared yes you know fight, you know scared of the whole situation and-
1: and
0: oh.
3: telling
1: a person telling a person that it's okay to be scared that you understand it is a scary situation that qualifies them that empowers them to to know that it's okay everybody goes through that fear when they witness a seizure okay you know and that, and that uh that that in a sense makes them feel stronger makes them feel like they can actually do something to help you out
3: okay
0: yeah.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now,
0: well, Tanya, have I'm
2: going to let go now. I will yeah. talk to you in a couple hours.
1: Okay. I'll be looking forward to it, Sandy. All
2: right. Clinton, you take care, okay? Okay. You too. Talk to you soon. And I've got those sheets for you, the new logs and stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, take care.
1: And
2: now, Susan, do we have anyone else? Not waiting on the line. We just we have uh, Lisa finally joined us. So, hi, Lisa. Hello, and, Lisa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well,
3: what about the me?
0: let
1: chat. <laughs> well, Jason, I was going to get to you. I just <laughs> wanted to see if Lisa had a question that... You know, had, had a question or concern that she wanted to raise first. She was we'll go, in ahead. Chat.
3: We'll go ahead with Lisa first.
1: Okay. Do you see
0: that uh, she typed in anything, uh, Susan? All she said is she's really excited
1: for July to come up. And uh, she says, hi, everyone. <laughs> 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 beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Uh, so, Jason, what do you have to share with us tonight about compassion?
0: Okay. Um, first of all, um, com- compassion is one of those things that you will learn over time, um, especially for, is that Clinton? Um, and you said that this person that you were talking to, uh, was very scared. Right. Did I oh, this, hear that okay. right?
3: This didn't actually, this didn't actually come from the actual person. It came from another co that had spoke with her or she had discussed with him between the two of them. And it came back to me. Reason okay. why she acts the way she acts, or you know, forms the her work, or you know, ways, basically acts the way she acts on the job. Okay. Um yeah. Do you know anything about seizure
0: first aid? A seizure what? First aid. No. Uh, that's one of the things that is the best way and to learn how to uh, describe what is the best way to learn. Once you
3: learn that, it's the best way to teach them what is the best way to help you in the event of a seizure at
0: work. Right. Okay. And there are several resources that – of places that you can get that. Okay. Um, One of the resources
1: is on our um, website. I just wanted to let you know that.
3: Yes. One of the resources is at nsdf.us.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I I was
1: just looking it up, that's why I was quiet for a moment. I was looking it up to get the correct URL for you, and that is at National Seizure Disorders Foundation dot org slash seizure first aid. And you'll see a video there and um and you'll get lots of good reading there too. Okay, I will look and that up. and that'll help you, that'll empower you so that you can empower others. Thank
0: you very much Definitely You're very welcome And now I want everyone
1: Everyone that called in tonight And everyone that is listening tonight Tomorrow and into the future To remember That you can simply Download The National Seizure Disorders Foundation Compassion Report At National Seizure org slash nsdf-compassion-report or just go to, simply go to our website. Uh, you can even use the short URL, nsdf.us and up in the search engine there, uh, the little search box, type in the word compassion report. And you'll see the page come up, and there's a fun little video from our uh, wonderful Vice President, David H. Paul, and he will instruct you on how to obtain your very own Compassion Report.
0: And so do we have any other callers on the line? Not right now. We just have
2: uh, you and Jason and Clinton and
3: Lisa. I think Virginia has a, well, I don't know if you're all aware of it, but East Virginia has a lot of snow coming in in the eastern. Ah, okay. Okay. It's Expected to be up to 12 inches, 10 to 12 inches, I think, overnight. Wow. Wow. Well, we
1: will put... We'll, we will put the people in your area in our prayers because I know that uh, that snow can cause a lot of trouble. Oh yeah. Uh, we just got over an ice storm here recently. It just, in fact, we just today I think thawed out from it completely. And uh, during the weekend, my husband, uh, being concerned uh, that you know that I might slip and fall and hurt myself. He told me not to go outside and our dogs needed to go outside so he was the one that volunteered to take them out and uh, suddenly I heard uh, a big rumbling outside and I looked outside to see that while he was walking back into the house, he slipped and fell and smacked his forehead right between his eyes, smacked his forehead on the corner of a cinder block that was right outside the house. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, cracked his skull open. Uh didn't do any uh big damage, you know. Ouch. Uh no no need for an MRI or or anything like that. Uh but uh, he'll be feeling the pain for I imagine a week or two. But that right. just that showed me the importance of of uh thinking of health and safety. Because I can I can get kind of stubborn sometimes. I would have went ahead, even though he said not to, I would have went ahead and walked outside, you know, just for the fun of skating on the ice. <laughs> okay. but, uh, but when I saw that, I knew that it was pretty serious outside. Okay. But thank God that he is healthy and well, and he's healed up very well. And uh, now he can say that... Uh, he went outside to skate on the ice and he's got the scars to prove it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So do I have any feedback from uh, either one of you? Any any last words
0: before we end the show tonight? Um, and I have
3: not five. that I can not that I think of.
1: Okay, all right, well, that's just fine. That's just fine. I guess we're at uh, five minutes till the top of the hour. And so, there you have it, folks, all of you listening today, tomorrow, and into the future. We've discussed compassion, how to experience compassion, how to um, give compassion, and live compassion while living with seizure disorders. I invite you to follow us at Facebook, Facebook facebook.com/nsdf37029, for updates, information, and inspiration on tonight's call and uh, calls in the future. Please do look for uh, invitation events for the future shows to Power Radio. I enjoy I also invite you to enjoy tonight's recording again and again throughout the week from our website at nsdf.us. And hey, we are now over on Google+. Jason, you want to tell the people how they can get to Google+. Plus
3: National Seizure Disorders Foundation.
1: Very good. Very good. Go ahead and visit us over on Google+. Add us to one of your circles. Let us know that you want to be an active part of NSDF Power Radio and get an invitation every week. I want you to join us next week and invite your friends and family and other connections as together we enjoy another episode of NSDF Power Radio and together we bring order to seizure disorders. Our deepest gratitude goes out to our loyal listeners, our producers, Spectacular Susan Sherman, our many supporters and partners. If you enjoyed tonight's show and wish to be a part of keeping us active, please connect with National Seizure Disorders Foundation and let us know you're ready to give as a community angel. Any amount will keep us going. One of our staff, maybe me, will be with you to discuss the pleasant details and offer you a memorable experience creating a win-win situation for all around so that you can keep us going here at Power Radio, so that you can keep the offices of National Seizure Disorders Foundation open, and so that you can begin blessing the men, women, and children that need you through National Seizure Disorders Foundation. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us tonight from the beautiful state of Tennessee. This is terrific Tanya Heathco speaking for all the NSDF and Power Radio guests and staff, wishing you better health, peace of mind, and the presence of abundant love. Why? Because I can think of no better gift to give. Till next week, everyone.